Chapter Eleven of Poems of American History, Volume Four: The Civil War. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K Hand. Poems of American History, Volume Four: The Civil War by Various. Chapter Eleven: Winslow and Farragut. During the Civil War, the Confederates commissioned a large number of privateers to prey upon northern commerce, the most famous of which was the Alabama, commanded by Raphael Semmes. Semmes had ordered to sink, burn, and destroy everything flying the stars and stripes, and carried them out in the most thorough-going way. On June 11, 1864, the Alabama entered the harbor of Cherbourg, France. Three days later, the United States sloop of war Kearsarge, Captain John A. Winslow appeared in the offing, and both ships prepared for battle. The Alabama steamed out of the harbor on the morning of Sunday, June 19th, and was soon reduced to a wreck by the deadly fire from the Kearsage. She sank while trying to run inshore. The Eagle and Vulture, June 1864 In Cherbourg Roads the pirate lay, one morn in June, like a beast at bay, feeling secure in the neutral port under the guns of the frenchman's fort a thieving vulture a coward thing sheltered beneath a despot's wing but there outside in the calm blue bay our ocean eagle the kearsarge lay lay at her ease on the sunday morn holding the corsair ship in scorn with captain and crew in the might of their right willing to pray but more eager to fight four bells are struck and this thing of night like a panther crouching with fierce affright, must leap from his cover and come what may, must fight for his life or steal away. So out of the port with his braggart air, with flaunting flags sailed the proud corsair. The Sherberg cliffs were all alive with lookers-on, like a swarming hive. While compelled to do what he dared not shirk, the pirate went to his desperate work and europe's tyrants looked on in glee as they thought of our kearsarge sunk in the sea but our little bark smiled back at them a smile of contempt with that union gem the american banner far floating and free proclaiming her champions were out on the sea were out on the sea and abroad on the land determined to win under god's command down came the vulture our eagle sat still waiting to strike with her iron-clad bill Convinced by the glow of his glorious cause, he could crumple his foe in the grasp of his claws. Clear the decks, then said Winslow, words measured and slow, point the guns and prepare for the terrible blow. And whatever the fate to ourselves may be, we will sink in the ocean this pest of the sea. The decks were all cleared and the guns were all manned, awaiting to meet this Atlantic brigand. When low roared a broadside, the ship of the thief was torn and wept blood in that moment of grief. Another, 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 and still the broadsides went in with a hearty good will, till the pirate reeled wildly as staggering and drunk, and down to his own native regions he sunk. Down, down, forty fathoms beneath the blue wave, and the hopes of old Europe lie in the same grave while freedom more firm stands upon her own sod and for heroes like winslow is shouting thank god thomas buchanan reed kearsarge and alabama june nineteenth eighteen sixty four 
it was early sunday morning in the year of sixty four the alabama she steamed out along the frenchman's shore long time she cruised about long time she held her sway but now beneath the frenchman's shore she lies off cherbourg bay hoist up the flag and long may it wave over the union the home of the brave hoist up the flag and long may it wave god bless america the home of the brave the yankee cruiser hove in view the kearsarge was her name it ought to be engraved in full upon the scroll of fame her timbers made of yankee oak and her crew of yankee tars and o'er her mizzen peak she floats the glorious stripes and stars a challenge unto captain semmes bold winslow he did send bring on your alabama and to her we will attend for we think your boasting privateer is not so hard to whip and we'll show you that the kearsarge is not a merchant's ship it was early sunday morning in the year of sixty four the alabama she stood out and cannons loud did roar the kearsarge stood undaunted and quickly she replied and let a yankee eleven inch shell go tearing through her side the kearsarge then she wore around and broadside on did bear with shot and shell in right good will her timbers she did tear when they found that they were sinking down came the stars and bars for the rebel gunners could not stand the glorious stripes and stars the alabama she is gone she'll cruise the seas no more she met the fate she well deserved along the frenchman's shore then here is luck to the kearsarge we know what she can do likewise to captain winslow and his brave and gallant crew hoist up the flag and long may it wave over the union the home of the brave hoist up the flag and long may it wave god bless america the home of the brave kearsarge june nineteenth eighteen sixty four sunday in old england in gray churches everywhere the calm of low responses the sacred hush of prayer sunday in old england and summer winds that went o'er the pleasant fields of sussex the garden lands of kent stole into dim church windows and passed the oaken door and fluttered open prayer books with the cannon's awful roar sunday in new england upon a mountain gray the wind-bent pines are swaying like giants at their play across the barren lowlands where men find scanty food the north wind brings its vigor to homesteads plain and rude ho land of pine and granite ho hardy northland breeze well have you trained the manhood that shook the channel seas when o'er those storied waters the iron war bolts flew and through old england's churches the summer breezes blew while in our other england stirred one gaunt rocky steep when rode her sons as victors lords of the lonely deep s weir mitchell london july twentieth eighteen sixty four the alabama she has gone to the bottom the wrath of the tide now breaks in vain insolence o'er her no more the rough seas like a queen shall she ride while the foe flies in terror before her now captive or exiled or silent in death the forms that so bravely did man her her deck is untrod and the gale's stirring breath flouts no more the red cross of her banner she is down neath the waters but still her bright name is in death as in life ever glorious and a sceptre all barren the conqueror must claim though he boasts the proud title victorious 
Her country's lone champion, she shunned not the fight, though unequal in strength, bold and fearless, and proved in her fate, though not matchless in might, in daring at least she was peerless. No trophy hung high in the foe's hated hall shall speak of her final disaster, nor tell of the danger that could not appall, nor the spirit that nothing could master. The death-shot has sped, she has grimly gone down, but left her destroyer no token, and the mythical wand of her mystic renown, though the waters o'erwhelm, is unbroken. For lo, ere she settles beneath the dark wave, on her enemy's cheeks spreads a pallor, as another deck summons the swords of the brave to gild a new name with their valor. Her phantom will yet haunt the wild roaring breeze, causing foemen to start and to shudder, while their commerce still steals like a thief o'er the seas, and trembles from bowspirit to rudder. The spirit that shed on the wave's gleaming crest the light of a legend romantic shall live while a sail flutters over the breast of thy far-bounding billows Atlantic. And as long as one swift keel the strong surges stems, one poor Jack loves his song and story, shall shine in tradition the valor of Sems and the brave ship that bore him to glory. Maurice Bell Mobile and Wilmington were the only important Confederate ports still open, and early in August 1864, Admiral Farragut appeared off Mobile with a fleet of 18 vessels. The entrance to the harbor was strongly defended by forts on both sides, but Farragut determined to run past them. On August 5th, the fleet advanced, but the Tecumseh, leading the fleet, struck a torpedo and sank instantly, carrying down nearly all her crew, including T.A.M. Craven, her commander, who drew aside from the latter that the pilot might pass first. Craven, August 5, 1864 Over the turret, shut in his iron-clad tower, Craven was conning his ship through smoke and flame. Gun to gun he had battered the fort for an hour. Now was the time for a charge to end the game. There lay the narrowing channel, smooth and grim, a hundred deaths beneath it, and never a sign. There lay the enemy's ships, and sink or swim, the flag was flying, and he was head of the line. The fleet behind was jamming, the monitor hung, beating the stream, the roar for a moment hushed. Craven spoke to the pilot, slow she swung, again he spoke, and right for the foe she rushed. Into the narrowing channel between the shore, and the sunk torpedoes lying in treacherous rank, she turned but a yard too short, a muffled roar, a mountainous wave, and she rolled, righted, and sank. Over the manhole, up in the ironclad tower, pilot and captain met as they turned to fly. The hundredth part of a moment seemed an hour, for one could pass to be saved, and one must die. They stood like men in a dream. Craven spoke, spoke as he lived and fought, with a captain's pride. After you, pilot, the pilot woke. Down the ladder he went, and Craven died. All men praised the deed and the manner, but we— we set it apart from the pride that stoops to the proud, the strength that is supple to serve the strong and free, the grace of the empty hands and promises loud. Sidney thirsting a humbler need to slake, Nelson waiting his turn for the surgeon's hand, Lucas crushed with the chains for a comrade's sake, Outrim coveting right before command. 
These were paladins, these were craven's peers, these with him shall be crowned in story and song, crowned with the glitter of steel and the glimmer of tears, princes of courtesy, merciful, proud, and strong. Henry Newbolt Farragut, who had lashed himself to the shrouds of his flagship, the Hartford, observed the Brooklyn which preceded him recoil as the Tecumseh sank. "'What's the trouble?' he signaled. "'Torpedoes,' answered the Brooklyn. "'Damn the torpedoes!' shouted Farragut. "'Go ahead, Captain Drayton. Four bells!' And the Hartford cleared the Brooklyn and took the lead. Farragut Mobile Bay, August fifth, 1864 Farragut, Farragut, old heart of oak, Daring Dave Farragut, thunderbolt stroke, Watches the hoary mist lift from the bay, Till his flag glory-kissed greets the young day. Far by Grey Morgan's walls looms the black fleet, Hark deck to rampart calls with the drums beat. Buoy your chains overboard while the steam hums, Men to the battlement, Farragut comes. See as the hurricane hurtles in wrath, Squadrons of clouds amain back from its path, Back to the parapet, to the gun's lips, Thunderbolt Farragut hurls the black ships. Now through the battle's roar clear the boy sings, By the marks fathoms four, while his lead swings. Steady the wheelman five, nor by east keep her, Steady, but too alive, how the shells sweep her. Lashed to the mast that sways over red decks, Over the flame that plays round the torn wrecks, Over the dying lips framed for a cheer, Farragut leads his ships, guides the line clear. On by heights cannon browed, while the spars quiver, Onward still flames the cloud where the hulks shiver. See yon fort's star is set, storm and fire past, Cheer him, lads, Farragut, lashed to the mast. Oh, while Atlantic's breast bears a white sail, While the gulf's towering crest tops a green veil, Men thy bold deeds shall tell, old heart of oak, Daring Dave Farragut, thunderbolt stroke. William Tucky Meredith On went the flagship across the line of torpedoes, But not one of them exploded, and a moment later, one of the most daring feats in the naval history of the world had been safely accomplished. The line of battle was reformed, the forts and Confederate fleet savagely attacked, and by nine o'clock the Union fleet was in the bay. Through Fire in Mobile Bay, August fifth, eighteen sixty four. I'd weave a wreath for those who fought in blue upon the waves, I'd drop a tear for all who sleep down in the coral caves. And proudly do I touch my cap whene'er I meet to-day A man who sailed with Farragut through fire in Mobile Bay. Oh, what a gallant sight it was as toward the foe we bore! Lashed to the mast, unflinching stood our grand old Commodore. I see him now above the deck, though time has cleared away, The battle's smoke that densely hung above old Mobile Bay. Torpedoes to the right and left, torpedoes straight ahead, the staunch Tecumseh sinks from sight, the waves receive her dead. But we press on, through lead and iron, on, on with pennons gay, whilst glory holds her wreath above immortal Mobile Bay. The rebel forts belch fire and death, but what care we for them? Our onward course with Farragut, to guide us, not can stem. 
the hartford works her dreaded guns the brooklyn pounds away and proudly flies the flag of stars aloft o'er mobile bay behold yon moving mass of iron beyond the ossipee to fight the fleet with courage grim steams forth the tennessee we hem her in with battle-fire how furious grows the fray until surrenders flag she flies above red mobile bay we count our dead we count our scars the proudest ever won we cheer the flag that gaily flies victorious in the sun no longer in the rigging stands the hero of the day for he has linked his name for heir to deathless mobile bay thus i would weave a wreath for all who fought with us that time and i'd embalm that glorious day for evermore in rhyme the stars above will rise and set the years will pass away but brighter all the time shall grow the fame of mobile bay he sleeps the bluff old commodore who led with hearty will but ah methinks i see him now lashed to the rigging still i know that just beyond the tide in god's own glorious day he waits to greet the gallant tars who fought in mobile bay the ships were brought to anchor and breakfast was being served when the great confederate ram tennessee was seen advancing at full speed to attack the whole fleet a terrific struggle followed in which nearly every one of the union ships was badly damaged but the tennessee at last became unmanageable and was forced to surrender the task of reducing the forts remained this was completed in a few days and the port of mobile was effectually closed the bay fight mobile harbor august fifth eighteen sixty four three days through sapphire seas we sailed the steady trade blew strong and free the northern light his banners paled the ocean stream our channels wet we rounded low canaveral's lee and passed the isles of emerald set in blue bahamas turquoise sea by reef and shoal obscurely mapped the hauntings of the gray sea-wolf the palmy western key lay lapped in the warm washing of the gulf but wearied to the hearts of all the burning glare the barren reach of santa rosa's withered beach and pensacola's ruined wall and weary was the long patrol the thousand miles of shapeless strand from brazos to san blas that roll their drifting dunes of desert sand yet coastwise as we cruised or lay the land breeze still at nightfall bore by beach and fortress guarded bay sweet odors from the enemy's shore fresh from the forest solitudes unchallenged of his sentry lines the bursting of his cypress buds and the warm fragrance of his pines ah never braver bark and crew nor bolder flag a foe to dare had left a wake on ocean blue since lionheart sailed trunk le mer but little gain by that dark ground was ours save sometime freer breath for friend or brother strangely found escaped from the drear domain of death and little venture for the bold or laurel for our valiant chief save some blockaded british thief full fraught with murder in his hold caught unawares at ebb or flood or dull bombardment day by day with fort and earth at work far away though couched in sullen leagues of mud a weary time but to the strong the day at last as ever came and the volcano laid so long leaped forth in thunder and in flame man your starboard battery kimberly shouted the ship with her hearts of oak was going mid roar and smoke on to victory none of us doubted 
No, not our dying. Farragut's flag was flying. Gaines growled low on our left. Morgan roared on our right. Before us, gloomy and fell, with breath like the fume of hell, lay the dragon of iron shell, driven at last to the fight. Ha, old ship, do they thrill the brave two hundred scars you got in the river wars, that were leached with clamorous skill, surgery savage and hard, splinted with bolt and beam, probed in scarfing and seam, rudely linted and tarred, with oakum and boiling pitch, and sutured with splice and hitch at the Brooklyn Navy Yard? Our lofty spars were down, to bide the battle's frown, want of old renown. But every ship was dressed in her bravest and her best, as if for a July day. Sixty flags and three, as we floated up the bay, at every peak and masthead flew the brave red, white, and blue. We were eighteen ships that day. With hawsers strong and taut, the weaker lashed to port. On we sailed two by two, that if either a bolt should feel, crash through cauldron or wheel, fin of bronze or sinew of steel, her mate might bear her through. Forging boldly ahead, the great flagship led, grandest of sights. On her lofty mizzen flew our leader's dauntless blue, that had waved o'er twenty fights. So we went with the first of the tide, slowly mid the roar of the rebel guns ashore, and the thunder of each full broadside. Ah, how poor the prate of statute and state we once held these fellows! Here on the flood's pale green, hark how he bellows, each bluff old sea lawyer. Talk to them Dahlgren, Parrot, and Sawyer. On in the whirling shade of the cannon's sulphury breath, we drew to the line of death that our devilish foe had laid. Meshed in a horrible net and baited villainous well, right in our path were set three hundred traps of hell. And there, O oh sight forlorn, there, while the cannon hurtled and thundered, ah, what ill raven flapped o'er the ship that morn! Caught by the under death in the drawing of a breath, down went dauntless craven, he and his hundred. A moment we saw her turret, a little heel she gave, and a thin white spray went o'er her, like the crest of a breaking wave. In that great iron coffin, the channel for their grave, the fort their monument seen afar in the offing, ten fathom deep lie craven and the bravest of our brave. Then in that deadly track a little the ships held back, closing up in their stations. There are minutes that fix the fate of battles and of nations, christening the generations. When valor were all too late, if a moment's doubt be harbored, from the main top, bold and brief, came the word of our grand old chief. Go on, twas all he said. Our helm was put to starboard, and the Hartford passed ahead. Ahead lay the Tennessee, on our starboard bow he lay, with his mail-clad consorts three, the rest had run up the bay. There he was, belching flame from his bow, and the steam from his throat's abyss, was a dragon's maddened hiss, in sooth a most cursed craft, in a sullen ring at bay, by the middle ground they lay, raking us fore and aft. Trust me, our berth was hot, a uh, wickedly well they shot, how their death-bolts howled and stung, and the water-batteries played with their deadly cannonade, till the air around us rung. So the battle raged and roared, ah, had you been aboard, to see the fight we made, how they leapt the tongues of flame from the cannon's fiery lip, 
how the broadsides deck and frame shook the great ship and how the enemy's shell came crashing heavy and oft clouds of splinters flying aloft and fallen in oaken showers but ah the pluck of the crew had you stood on that deck of ours you had seen what men may do still as the fray grew louder boldly they worked and well steadily came the powder steadily came the shell and if tackle or truck found hurt quickly they cleared the wreck and the dead were laid to port all a row on our deck never a nerve that failed never a cheek that paled not a tinge of gloom or pallor there was bold kentucky's grit and the old virginian valor and the daring yankee wit there were blue eyes from turfy shannon there were black orbs from palmy niger but there alongside the cannon each man fought like a tiger a little once it looked ill our consort began to burn they quenched the flames with a will but our men were falling still and still the fleet were astern right abreast of the fort in an awful shroud they lay broadsides thundering away and lightning from every port scene of glory and dread a storm-cloud all aglow with flashes of fiery red the thunder raging below and the forest of flags overhead so grand the hurly and roar so fiercely their broadsides blazed the regiments fighting ashore forgot to fire as they gazed there to silence the foe moving grimly and slow they loomed in that deadly wreath where the darkest batteries frowned death in the air all around and the black torpedoes beneath and now as we looked ahead all forward the long white deck was growing a strange dull red but soon as once and again fore and aft we sped the firing to guide or check you could hardly choose but tread on the ghastly human wreck dreadful gobbet and shred that a minute ago were men red from mainmast to bits red on bulwark and whale red by combing and hatch red or netting and veil and ever with steady con the ship forged slowly by and ever the crew fought on and their cheers rang loud and high grand was the sight to see how by their guns they stood right in front of our dead fighting square abreast each brawny arm and chest all spotted with black and red chrism of fire and blood worth our watch dull and sterile worth all the weary time worth the woe and the peril to stand in that strait sublime fear a forgotten form death a dream of the eyes we were atoms in god's great storm that roared through the angry skies one only doubt was ours one only dread we knew could the day that dawned so well go down for the darker powers would the fleet get through and ever the shot and shell came with the howl of hell the splinter clouds rose and fell and the long line of corpses grew would the fleet win through they are men that never will fail how aforetime they've fought but murder may yet prevail they may sink as craven sank therewith one hard fierce thought burning on heart and lip ran like fire through the ship fight her to the last plank a dimmer renown might strike if death lay square alongside but the old flag has no like she must fight whatever betide when the war is a tale of old and this day's story is told they shall hear how the hartford died but as we ranged ahead and the leading ships worked in losing their hope to win the enemy turned and fled
and one seeks a shallow reach and another winged in her flight our mate brave jewett brings in and one all torn in the fight runs for a wreck on the beach where her flames soon fire the night and the ram went well up the bay and we looked that our stems should meet he had us fair for a prey shifting his helm midway sheared off and ran for the fleet there without skulking or sham he fought them gun for gun and ever he sought to ram but could finish never a one from the first of the iron shower till we sent our parting shell twas just one savage hour of the roar and rage of hell with the lessening smoke and thunder our glasses around we aim what is that burning yonder our philippi aground and in flame below twas still all a roar as the ships went by the shore but the fire of the fort had slacked so fierce their volleys had been and now with a mighty din the whole fleet came grandly in though sorely battered and racked so up the bay we ran the flag to port and ahead and a pitying rain began to wash the lips of our dead a league from the fort we lay and deemed that the end must lag when lo looking down the bay there flaunted the rebel rag the ram is again under way and heading dead for the flag steering up with the stream boldly his course he lay though the fleet all answered his fire and as he still drew nigher ever on bow and beam our monitors pounded away how the chickasaw hammered away quickly breasting the wave eager the prize to win first of us all the brave monongahela went in under full head of steam twice she struck him a beam till her stem was a sorry work she might have run on a crag the lackawanna hit fair he flung her aside like a cork and still he held for the flag high in the mizzen shroud lest the smoke his sight o'erwhelm our admiral's voice rang loud hard a starboard your helm starboard and run him down starboard it was and so like a black squall's lifting frown our mighty bow bore down on the iron beak of the foe we stood on the deck together men that had looked on death in battle and stormy weather yet a little we held our breath when with the hush of death the great ships drew together our captain strode to the bow drayton courtly and wise kindly cynic and wise you hardly had known him now the flame of fight in his eyes his brave heart eager to feel how the oak would tell on the steel but as the space grew short a little he seemed to shun us out peered a form grim and lanky and a voice yelled hard a port hard a port here's the damned yankee coming right down on us he sheared but the ships ran foul with a gnarring shudder and growl he gave us a deadly gun but as he passed in his pride rasping right alongside the old flag in thunder tones poured in her port broadside rattling his iron hide and cracking his timber bones just then at speed on the foe with her bow all weathered and brown the great lackawanna came down full tilt for another blow we were forging ahead she reversed but for all our pains rammed the old hartford instead just forward the mizzen chains ah how the mast did buckle and bend and the stout hull ring and reel as she took us right on the end 
vain were engine and wheel she was under full steam with the roar of a thunderstroke her two thousand tons of oak brought up on us right abeam a wreck as it looked we lay rib and plank shear gave way to the stroke of that giant wedge here after all we go the old ship is gone ah no but cut to the water's edge never mind then at him again his flurry now can't last long he'll never again see land try that on him marchand on him again brave strong heading square at the hulk full on his beam we bore but the spine of the huge sea-hog lay on the tide like a log he vomited flame no more by this he had found it hot half the fleet in an angry ring closed round the hideous thing hammering with solid shot and bearing down bow on bow he has but a minute to choose life or renown which now will the rebel admiral lose cruel haughty and cold he ever was strong and bold shall he shrink from a wooden stem he will think of that brave band he sank in the cumberland ay he will sink like them nothing left but to fight boldly his last sea fight can he strike by heaven tis true down comes the traitor blue and up goes the captive white up went the white ah then the hurrahs that once and again rang from three thousand men all flushed and savage with fight our dead lay cold and stark but our dying down in the dark answered as best they might lifting their poor lost arms and cheering for god and right ended the mighty noise thunder of forts and ships down we went to the hold o oh, our dear dying boys how we pressed their poor brave lips ah so pallid and cold and held their hands to the last those who had hands to hold still thee o woman heart so strong an hour ago if the idle tears must start tis not in vain they flow they died our children dear on the drear birth deck they died do not think of them here even now their footsteps near even now their footsteps near the immortal tender sphere land of love and cheer home of the crucified and the glorious deed survives our threescore quiet and cold lie thus for a myriad lives and treasure millions untold labor of poor men's lives hungers of weans and wives such is war wasted gold our ship and her fame to-day shall float on the storied stream when mast and shroud have crumbled away and her long white deck is a dream one daring leap in the dark three mortal hours at the most and hell lies stiff and stark on a hundred leagues of coast for the mighty gulf is ours the bay is lost and won an empire is lost and won land if thou yet hast flowers twine them in one more wreath of tenderest white and red twin buds of glory and death for the brows of our brave dead for the navy's noblest son joy o land for thy sons victors by flood and field the traitor walls and guns have nothing left but to yield even now they surrender and the ships shall sail once more and the cloud of war sweep on to break on the cruel shore but craven is gone he and his hundred are gone the flags flutter up and down at sunrise and twilight dim the cannons menace and frown but never again for him him and the hundred the dahlgrens are dumb dumb are the mortars never more shall the drum beat to colors and quarters the great guns are silent 
O brave heart and loyal, let all your colors dip. Mourn him, proud ship, from main deck to royal. God rest our captain, rest our last hundred. Droop, flag, and pennant, what is your pride for? Heaven that he died for, rest our lieutenant, rest our brave threescore. O mother land, this weary life we led, we lead, is long of thee. Thine the strong agony of strife, and thine the lonely sea. Thine the long decks, all slaughter sprent, the weary rows of cots that lie, with wrecks of strong men marred and rent neath Pensacola's sky. And thine the iron caves and dens, where in the flame our war-fleet drives, the fiery vaults whose breath is men's most dear and precious lives. Ah, ever when, with storm sublime, dread nature clears our murky air, thus in the crash of falling crime some lesser guilt must share. Full red the furnace fires must glow that melt the ore of mortal kind. The mills of God are grinding slow, but ah, how close they grind. Today the Dahlgren and the drum are dread apostles of his name. His kingdom here can only come by chrism of blood and flame. Be strong, already slants the gold athwart these wild and stormy skies. From out this blackened waste, behold, what happy homes shall rise. But see thou well, no traitor glows, no striking hands with death and shame. Betray the sacred blood that flows so freely for thy name. And never fear a victor foe, thy children's hearts are strong and high, nor mourn too fondly while they know on deck or field to die. Nor shalt thou want one willing breath, though ever smiling round the brave, the blue sea bear us on to death, the green were one wide grave. Henry Howard Brownell One more naval action remains to be recorded. The blockading fleet on the Carolina coast had been constantly threatened by the Confederate ram Albemarle. Finally, late in October 1864, Lieutenant William B. Cushing undertook to destroy it. On the night of October 27th, he entered Plymouth Harbor in a small boat with a crew of 13 men, approached the ram, and despite a hail of bullets, exploded a torpedo under its bow, sinking it. Cushing and most of his men escaped by leaping into the water. Albemarle Cushing, October 27, 1864 Joy in rebel Plymouth town in the spring of 64, when the Albemarle down on the Yankee frigates bore. With the saucy stars and bars at her main, when she smote the Southfield dead, and the stout Miami quailed, and the fleet in terror fled when their mighty cannon hailed, shot and shell on her iron back in vain, till she slowly steeled away to her berth at Plymouth Pier, and their quick eyes saw her sway with her great beak out of gear, and the color of their courage rose again. All the summer lay the ram like a wounded beast at bay, while the watchful squadrons swam in the harbor night and day, till the broken beak was mended and the weary vigil ended, and her time was come again to smite and slay. Must they die and die in vain like a flock of shambled sheep? Then the Yankee grit and brain must be dead or gone to sleep. And our sailors' gallant history of a hundred years of glory, let us sell for a song selling cheap. Cushing scarce a man in years, but a sailor thoroughbred. With a dozen volunteers I will sink the ram, he said. At the worst tis only dying, and the old commander sighing. Tis to save the fleet and flag, go ahead. Bright the rebel beacons blazed on the river left and right. 
wide awake their sentries gazed through the watches of the night sharp their challenge rang and fiery came the rifle's quick inquiry as the little launch swung into the light listening ears afar had heard ready hands to quarters sprung the albemarle awoke and stirred and her howitzers gave tongue till the river and the shore echoed back the mighty roar when the portals of her hundred pounders swung will the swordfish brave the whale doubly girt with boom and chain face the shrapnel's iron hail dare the livid leaden rain ah that shell has done its duty it has spoiled the yankee's beauty see her turn and fly with half her madmen slain high the victor's taunting yell rings above the battle roar and they bid her mock farewell as she seeks the farther shore till they see her sudden swinging crouching for the leap and springing back to boom and chain and bloody fray once more now the southern captain stirred by the spirit of his race stops the firing with a word bids them yield and offers grace cushing laughing answers no we are here to fight and so swings the dread torpedo spar to its place then the great ship shook and reeled with a wounded gaping side but her steady cannon peeled ere she settled in the tide and the roanoke's dull flood ran full red with yankee blood when the fighting albemarle sunk and died woe in rebel plymouth town when the albemarle fell and the saucy flag went down that had floated long and well never more from her stricken deck to wave for the fallen flag a sigh for the fallen foe a tear never shall their glory die while we hold our glory dear and the hero's laurels live on his grave link their cooks with cushing's name proudly call them both our own claim their valor and their fame for america alone joyful mother of the bravest of the brave james jeffrey roche at the cannon's mouth destruction of the ram abemarle by the torpedo launch october twenty seventh eighteen sixty four Palely intent, he urged his keel, full on the guns, and touched the spring. Himself involved in the bolt he drove, timed with the armed hull's shot that stove, his shallop die or do. Into the flood his life he threw, yet lives unscathed, a breathing thing to marvel at. He has his fame, but that mad dash at death, how name! Had earth no charm to stay the boy from the martyr passion? Could he dare disdain the paradise of opening joy, which beckons the fresh heart everywhere? Life has more lures than any girl, for youth and strength puts forth a share of beauty, hinting of yet rarer store, and ever with unfathomable eyes, which bafflingly entice, still strangely does Adonis draw. And life once over, who shall tell the rest? Life is, of all we know, God's best. What imps these eagles then that they fling disrespect on life by that proud way in which they soar above our lower clay? Pretense of wonderment and doubt unblessed in Cushing's eager deed was shown, a spirit which brave poets own, that scorn of life which earns life's crown, earns but not always wins, but he, the star ascended in his nativity. Herman Melville End of chapter 11